Welcome to Who Put This On, Season 3, Episode 37, where we watch Tidying Up, Season 1, Episode 3. I'm Chris Lorenz and Noah Singer, Brian Houston, Robert Kitts, Maxie Kondo. Very good, very good, Max. Thanks. Uh, <clears throat> so this is all the rage for Premiere Month. Everyone is talking about this. Welcome show. back to Premiere Month, everybody. Welcome, welcome back. Drop Gen One. Still, still hot S- for still Premiere. Still Premiere. This isn't. It didn't just premiere this week, like some of the other shows we've done this month. That's right. Rob, tell me about tidying up. <laughs> when people lead busy lives, their homes sometimes become cluttered with things piling up over time. In this series, renowned tidying expert Mary Kondo tries to help folks declutter their homes and their lives. Whether she's helping a harried couple with young children become more organized or showing a retired couple how to reclaim their space, Kondo assists her clients in clearing out the clutter and choosing joy in a series of inspiring home makeovers. That's Tidying Up with Mary Kondo on Netflix. Thank you, Rob. That was quite a good description. Okay, don't thank me. Thank whoever put the subscription on imdb (laughs) (laughs) all right max what is this show all right imagine imagine you're watching hoarders but uh it's not sad and a magical fairy comes in and like makes everything better i have a problem with this show description your (laughs) show description yeah yeah she doesn't do anything Yes, exactly. <laughs> she teaches them how to fold shirts. Hey, the the vertical folding. We got we we're gonna get oh, into that. We gotta get into the minutia <laughs> later. Okay, we can't talk okay, about okay, it. Okay, okay. So they sort of introduced this family in our episode. It was like this family that moved here from Michigan and like uh, <laughs> moved here from Michigan. It moved to L.A. from Michigan, <laughs> and uh, you know West Coast, best coast. Um, and they moved from like a four story house to a two bedroom apartment, and they just have a fuck ton of stuff and like it's very clear that they need help. And uh, they dial in uh, Marie Kondo to uh, help them out. What are the four steps, Max? Five steps. One, clothing. Two, books. Three, paper. Four, komono, which means small things or miscellaneous things. Miscellaneous things? Miscellaneous. Five, um, uh, sentimental items. I cool. thought that very was good. I yeah. thought that was part of four. I was very confused. No, five mm. five is its own okay. thing. Okay. Can I just comment on like four? No, so no, no. We're gonna get to the minutiae. There's we so much minutiae we gotta get about to. Right. No, I'm not I'm, I'm just talking about the classification system that she is introduced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're gonna that's minutiae, oh. Brian. We gotta go over what happened but, uh, in the episode for, first. For for this episode, should minutia be called Komono? Uh, sure, yeah. Komono. <laughs> Komonusha. So yeah. So they enter the family. Then they intro, what's her, Mary? Mary. If, oh, th- the family or her? No, her. It's whatever her name Ma- is. You can say Marie. It's Marie, fine. yeah. Whatever. Marie, she comes in and like says, we're going to help you clean up and like starts with clothes. And they get all, everybody's clothes go on a bed and you got to kind of like hug it to you and see like, does this thing bring me joy? And if it does, you keep it. And if it doesn't, you throw it out. And we, thank it. Yeah. And oh, you, thank you, it. You got to thank it. You got to pat and it. And you got to put you. it in an actual box. Like, not just like in a giant pile. If you keep it. If you keep it. Right. We, we, we did skip a step where Marie connects with the house. We'll get to that. We'll Minutia. Get to that. No, we'll Minutia. We'll get to that. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going linear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, like, right, yeah. you're right. I'm just, you're right. 
forgot that. No, we're we're mementoing this. <laughs> uh, then we skip two steps because this family doesn't read or have papers, <laughs> <laughs> and we get right to the kimono, which is miscellaneous things. Which I don't understand how the family did that because it wasn't really shot very well or really done very well. They go through the kitchen, they do the bathroom, and then they do the fifth step, which is kind of sentimental value things. And again, I'm still confused on what their sentimental value things were. And then she leaves and everything looks somewhat cleaner. Some places are much cleaner. Some places kind of look the same. And uh, that's it. So that's the episode. I watched a different episode and that episode, they did a way better job of like sort of going into depth about each of the steps and like what was taken out and what was (coughs) not. So like, I don't know what happens. This was not a great episode. I I agree. I'd be interested to see who directed this episode. Uh, Uh, Brian Singer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you can't bring him up. (laughs) Pulling us in. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like this show can be cut a lot better to be more ed- educational. I think the way this episode was cut, it made it a not as good to watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so let's go into the minutia here, I think. All right, so first, first minutia thing I got to do. Is this family living in a four-story house in Michigan? Insanity. Like, four-story, four bedrooms. So is that one bedroom per floor? I think it's that there. there's one floor that's just a master bedroom that's a whole floor and then there's three bedrooms another floor that's how i think it has goes. anyone ever been in a four-story house here like does a does a rooftop <laughs> deck count as a fourth story i'm assuming no like no attic like i like yeah. assume attic is a yeah, not included right like it's, a legit four stories in the yeah, house i don't i don't think i've ever been in one. so like my parents house has a basement sure. it's got a first floor it's got a second floor and it's got an attic yeah is that technically four stories? I don't think the attic counts. No. But the attic is definitely not finished. It doesn't have a floor. So right. it definitely doesn't count. But like, yeah. you could definitely have like a finished attic room in there in some places. You ever like been to one of these houses where like, yeah, the attic is kind of like nicely done out and like, you know, you have a cool bedroom up there or something? I've never been into a place, nope. but presumably <laughs> Disturbia has taught me that that's like a thing. I guess I've only been into one that I can remember, but yeah. I would call like let's say Chris's example in, where it's a finished basement and let's say let's just assume it's like a finished attic. Sure, I would say that's four floors, not four stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah oh, yeah. that's fair. It's a good point. That's right. a good point. Good minutia. Where are they BSing us? Was it really a four-story house? I. Th- They've got to be fudging oh, something. Because nah, ha- housing part, is so cheap in Michigan, like. But right. part of the reason why they moved from Michigan to California. She's a, a hairdresser looking for those hairdresser opportunities, and he's a musician, air quotes. He needs better musician opportunities. So, like, I feel like L.A., you're going to have more higher cost of living, but I don't know if you're going to really do much better with your life. <laughs> I think she kind of implied she was bored because she was doing, like, one hairstyle in Michigan, mm. where she wanted to do different hairstyles. Which L.A. probably, you know. That is true. That, so this whole family, we got, there. they got some nice hairstyles. Like there's, You can tell there's a hairdresser in the family. Oh, there's yeah. some good and there's some bad hairstyles. There's <laughs> definitely one where she has like a bun on top of her head. and I'm. I've, oh, and the one, pictures in the past? No, no, no. One of the interviews, she has like a bun on like mm. the top of her head. I'm like, no. One might do call it a woman bun. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Not allowed. I tried. Uh, Also, I'm very confused about this musician. Can we talk about like what kind of musician we think this guy is? Uh, He's got to be a session musician. You know, he's playing backup on albums or something. You think so? That's my best guess. I feel like he's just out trying to get musician jobs. Oh, so like he's just like took up all these instruments to like, oh, if I see something on the paper, I just take it. I have no idea. I think he's a producer based on his workstage setup. He also may be a session musician on the side, but why would he have like the keyboard hooked up with the Mac and the whole station? Got to record that stuff, man. I mean, it's a pretty old Mac. Can you record music on old Macs like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. People love those setups. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he definitely seemed like he was like trying to make music. Right. With the keyboard. And like having a guitar and like all that stuff doesn't that, seem like. What about the double bass? What's he doing with that? I don't know what the double <laughs> thing was. Big. Like you're making music, you got the bass, dude. But like, why you'd have a double bass over just a regular bass guitar? He had both. Sounds he, better. He had a bass guitar and a ba- double bass. It definitely <laughs> sounds different. Can we talk about this family for a second? <laughs> yes. I'm mean, into a two bedroom apartment <laughs> with like okay, so they've been living there for a year and a half, and the kids are, are like twelve and eleven. So there were 10 and 11. These kids could not be happy about going from their own room to living in the same room as each other with bunk beds. And in this house, they've got two bikes, an electric scooter, a giant bass, two guitars, a thousand DVDs, and like a guitar and a laptop. Like, this is insanity. How do you even attempt to tidy this up? Like they still didn't do a decent good job at the end of this thing. Like it's I just mean, there's too a lot much. tidier by the end. I mean, like the superficial rooms are tidier. The like kitchen, the bathrooms are tidier. For sure. But the living room's not any tidier. But it's also about sort of instating those patterns so that you don't repeat it in the future. Potentially. I, I'm just like, they've got too much stuff. They do have too much stuff. They they for a two bedroom apartment, they they tried their damn best. Right. Like I don't think they have necessarily too much stuff. Like we all got I mean too much stuff. We all have too much stuff. But like right. I live in a one bedroom apartment and I can have all this stuff. Like if I had to go back to a studio, I'd have to get rid of some of this stuff. Yeah. I, I do gotta say though, to your point on the kids being unhappy. Those kids seem really well put together. Oh, totally. They were like good kids. Yeah, they really were. They're like all up for cleaning their rooms. Like they never really like, spoke back about like, oh man, I don't want to do this. I'm kind of bored. I got the feeling that they like really respected their parents. Like, yeah. Yeah. They I mean, they seem really well. These are tight quarters. Like, there's not a whole lot of rebelling room, I think. It's like, get out of here. I'm gonna go to my room. What? Your room's like Nothing. Yeah. Also, I feel like if we go back to the directing here, I think this is one of the main causes, I think, of this show. Like, they just wanted to make the kids look good. I feel like there's probably a lot of footage of them just being a-holes and, like, normal kids. But, like, edit it out? Like, I don't know. Anything's possible. What's the opposite of benefit of the doubt? (laughs) (laughs) You just say, I don't give the benefit of the doubt. Guilty despite <laughs> being proven innocent or whatever. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're really like, nice kids. So should should we pause the podcast and do some con Mary to Chris's apartment, then come back on and, and give a report? Uh, Chris actually appears to have done that himself. Do you think he's done enough, or do you think there's there's more work to be done? Chris, um, does this Sonic the Hedgehog on a Genesis spark joy? A little bit. Uh, I spy about a hundred DVDs <laughs> just in my sight. <laughs> yeah, but, but like, there's it, no problem looks, with that. It looks They're organized, organized and, and yeah, nice. I just wanted to throw all Chris's clothes on his bed. That's really all <laughs> I want to do. <laughs> I already, okay. I went through this process. I went through all my clothes like a couple months ago. Did you throw them on your bed and make a giant pile? I took all my shirts and stuff and went through them all, but I have not. They're just sitting in another pile <laughs> in a way yep. that I need to get. Like, there's definitely parts of it that I have. That's why you got to throw them on your bed. So you're like, if I need to sleep, I need to actually deal with this. Yeah, I did. I put them in a different pile <laughs> in the closet. <laughs> if we wanna... They're just out of sight, out of mind. That's just where they are. Yeah. If we want to start a spinoff pod series, I can see us going to each apartment <laughs> and just pointing out all the things. It's like... I, I why do you have an air pump next to your TV? Tidying <laughs> up with Noah Singer. I think <laughs> it's going to have to be a video pod at that point. I mean, realizing our I need to have a place, skills. convenient place for that, so I could fill up the air in my tires on my bike. Where's yeah. it going to go? It's basically us just going around and judging each other, <laughs> having to defend of, yeah. all of our actions. I mean, we do that already, so <laughs> yeah. it's fine. Just not with microphones. Chris, does that tire pump bring you joy? Yes, because okay, it, it pumps joy. the tires of my bike, which <laughs> <laughs> brings me joy, because then it doesn't pop. <laughs> it fills you with joy. Ooh. All right, so <laughs> should we get to this? So as Mary comes into this house, yes, uh, <laughs> you see this car park. And she park. They park <laughs> right next to a fire hydrant. But there's another car. And there's already another parked car next to parked right next to the fire hydrant too. It's very strange. And we're just like, what is going on? And later in the episode, they also show parking again, and they're parking right next to the fire hydrant again. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's lots of oh, available parking. You know what? You know what? Since there's a driver in the car, who's who's not the interpreter, they can always just move. I'm no, sure. That's what like. Are they leaving a guy in the car? Because if you leave so. a guy in the car, you can park by the fire hydrant. If the fire engine show up, you just get out of the way. There was so much parking room, though. Like, just park somewhere else. I yeah. think they, that guy. Yeah, the, the confusing thing is the driver goes past the driveway where you would think a driver would drop you off to a, a parking spot on the sidewalk. <laughs> so I, I so the driver's eyes are being really cruel. Yeah. Right? <laughs> It's just the director of this episode has to be terrible. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. parked in front of the fire hydrant. Well, it's just like, what is the setup shot? Like, it's clearly a setup shot. Like, why are they dropping them off at a fire hydrant? Yeah. There were <laughs> several things throughout the episode on the way it was shot that w- it just seemed like they gave someone a chance and they didn't yeah. really take it well enough usually we don't ever talk about the directors of these shows this is a first this is a who this on first i think it's not a first but not a first. it's not a comment usually talk about the producers not the directors yeah well two 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 other things i'll bring up one there was a time when the dad and two kids were on the couch and they did a focus on a person talking and they blurred out the side it was really distracting because mm. they over blurred the side people uh which is just kind of not n- n- natural when you have multiple people talking to each other sure the second thing um they interluded like the um like when you talk to the camera a, a, a confessional with the, the the couple but they did it after they cleaned up the place but they put it in the middle of the episode 
they should have done it in a place where you can't tell how how it looks. Yeah, the set changed. Two 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 faux pas. Also, I feel like this show. So this is a two bedroom house, right? So two bedroom apartment. Uh, two bedroom apartment. You're right. Forgive me. You you're trying to make my point. And like, where is are these cameras? Like, there's not a whole lot of angles you're getting in this house. There's like the angle we kind of got in the living room, which I don't even know in the context of where the other bedrooms are. And based on this shot, maybe that's the problem with the directing. Maybe they just couldn't set things up the way they needed to. But if they were in that four-story house, they would have gotten some better, better shots. Yeah, definitely. I think that goes back to the producer in that case. I, and there's the two two questions. One is a bad scouting producer, right? They didn't properly vet like, okay, this is a good place to shoot. Or if you look at the series as a whole, did they need to do a small place like this mm. to round out? Tidying up, maybe. Right, could be. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk about some other minutiae. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we the, tra- the translation. Uh, there is sort of multimodal language going on in the show. You have English. You have a Japanese person being spoken translated into English. You have a Japanese per- person being subtitled, and you have a Japanese person speaking kind of like poor-ish English or, you know, not not fluent. Uh, and I think that's kind of remarkable is a bit too strong, but, like, you don't see it often in American television. Yeah, it's interesting that, like, sometimes Mary is being subtitled and sometimes they just, like, put the translator narration on top of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How is, they decide which to do is, is interesting. Yeah. It is quite odd. Like, sometimes subtitles. Sometimes it's the person you can see the person translating that makes sense but sometimes you just hear the person translating and you can't see the person and that's the most jarring sometimes they will like actually wait for her to say something and then the translator say it other times they will like sort of shift the translator's spoken dialogue ahead by a couple of seconds which uh, uh, it's uh, so you know. so you can see Murray talking in Japanese but they like the sound is the sound. Right. It's kind of like what it would be on like 60 minutes or something. Yeah. Right. There's like one scene where the, the wife is talking to Mary and like, it looks like she's looking right at her, Mm -hmm. but like she's talking Japanese and there's a translator. And I feel like in that situation, you're kind of, I don't know if you're looking at Mary in that specific situation or you're looking at the translator in that specific situation. Like kind of looking back and forth seems logical, but like, the way it was shot doesn't seem... To, it definitely wasn't shot that way. Noah has some experience here, apparently. I have. Uh, yeah, I've been in t- several meetings where there was a translator in the meeting, and it's kind of weird. The translator acts as an inanimate object, almost. That's weird. Right? It's like it, you you converse with the person you mean to be conversing with, and then there's just like this robot, this appliance. I, I don't mean to demean those people. Oh, but man, like, very demeaning. Right? But like that then just interpret what's going on. Mm. Um, so do you look at yeah. the robot or do you just look at the person? Um, you do, but basically like your uh, nonverbal gestures are, are delayed a bit. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you're actually understanding, like you're like showing them, like, I agree, I disagree, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like these conversations are definitely like you're looking at the person you're talking to and like as you get the translations back, you're looking at the translator because like. Yeah you'll get some more of the information because you're looking at the person translating. 
to be fair, like that's how I felt was like the norm to do it. I am not trained as like how to do this best. It just felt appropriate to Face, do it that way. You're not the high enough level on Facebook for them to train you <laughs> how to deal with foreign contacts uh, and translators. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Anyone else get some uh, Bachelor Winter Games flashbacks from the the Japanese oh, trying to speak English? No, no, <laughs> I didn't until you brought it up. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, I guess the other thing is, you know, as she comes in before they start anything, Mary like sits down and meditates and like intros herself to the house. She, she has to introduce herself to the house. Is how she says it. Yeah. It's like definitely an odd thing to see on American TV. Yep. It definitely it might be a good time to discuss this character I think she is mm. playing. Because uh, this definitely fits into the, hey, I'm foreign. I do things my own way. These are the like, so, you know, you should listen to me because it's like different than what you're usually here kind of a thing, which I think that builds into the character and builds into the show. Because I'm not sure she doesn't know English. <laughs> I love the conspiracy <laughs> yeah. that she speaks perfect English. I, I don't know if she speaks perfect English. But she could probably converse with all these people in English in a way where she could convey her mean like the meaning across. But, for but the it's brand, possible that she can. It's possible. I think she understands, but has trouble speaking it. Like like she can she clearly like understands a lot of words. She'll say like generosity is very important or something. But like, you know, uh speaking's hard. Listening's easier. Yeah. yeah. I, I do like that we have two conspiracies about this show so far. <laughs> One is the hydrant, that it's a set, <laughs> right? It's not actually r- real life. Yep. That's why they can park next to the hydrant. And two, Marie Kondo, fluent in English. I just don't think that she needs a translator. There's a, I don't think she's fluent in English. I don't know. But I think it builds into our character, as like which builds into the show, which helps like sure get so, her character across sort so of she's a f- foreign mystic yogi type yeah so she has a book about tidying up that's yes. i guess famous yes very famous. like when did this come out like how long has she been and how famous was she really i want to like, say 2013 2014 oh, was it that long ago that's my yeah. guess i have no idea do we need to go to brian can you look this up for us oh brian's into oh, my corner i just don't know like who the hell at netflix came up with the idea for the show she did she did. Oh, I she think it? Ne- no. I, I think Netflix probably like, pitched her. This lady definitely had like a cultural movement at some point. Oh, oh yeah. It, 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 her book was very big, very popular. Like, is this fifteen minutes of fame popular? No, or like more no. Than no than this is like a year popular. Yeah, insanity. I'm not. On... Like, I, I would say how big the Ringer is with like our group. Marie Kondo was that big, if not bigger, with like. Well, how is she big? She's got a book. What else does she have? It it was her. She's got a Netflix show. (laughs) Yeah, she's a Netflix show now. But like, you listen to her on a podcast. Like, she doesn't speak English. How is there's no podcast? I mean, you can listen to podcasts to people who don't speak English if you understand those languages. Sure. This is 2014. 2014. 2014. Good job. Good call, Max. Got it. Max knows his tidy up. She spent five years in a, as a attendant maiden, yeah, attendant maiden at a Shinto shrine. What does that mean? She was like a nun type. Oh, not a nun, but like 
some sort of religious figure at a Shinto shrine. I mean, it fits. It makes sense. You know what's interesting? Like, and this is where I don't think I'm on the same page as Chris. They don't play up Japanese Japan at all. The identity is Marie Kondo. It is not I'm from Japan or I'm from a different culture. It's this is me. This is my program. The, the, she had one comment on, on American versus Japanese uh, items. Oh, yes. Very... She did? What was it? Is the American garbage bags smell so great. <laughs> <laughs> I think that she just plays this like kind of like out of the box kind of far away person. Like that, That's her character. I don't, I, whether that's her or not is a different story. Sure. Like that could totally be her. But I think it builds into the foundation of the show is to be like, okay, it's different to have like, you know, some like white woman come in and like bitch at you about like, hey, you got to clean up better and like do it this way versus like, hey, you have like some foreign woman come in. It seems like translation barriers and just like, oh, listening clearer and just, you know, she's not yelling at you or not. She just take that advice easier i think that way which is she's using that yeah to her advantage here do you Mm. remember though there was like a fox show where they brought in a british like strict nanny oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. there was one was on fox was on the channel one was called super nanny one was called like nanny 911 i don't think it was super nanny yeah and it was just like her bitching at people yeah Right, but if you contrast that, right, like they definitely played up like the strict British kind of like character. Which is why people, you know, there were two of them. People watched it, supposedly. Right. But I, I, again, I, and I'm going to try to push this point. Like they don't build up that Marie Kondo is replaceable. It's this is the Marie Kondo, right? Like she's not replaceable. I never said she was. She's not a businessman, she's a business. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on. <laughs> Moving on. So we get to the clothing aspect here. Let's talk about clothing. And like, you go into the parents' room. The parents have two dressers, one for the wife, one for the husband. Seems very reasonable. Sure. Although for some reason, the husband can't find his clothes. I don't understand well, that. Well, at some point, we got to do some husband minutia. Maybe, maybe <laughs> no. now, maybe later. <laughs> well, let's, let's do after the clothes. We'll get to yeah, the yeah, husband yeah. minutia. And then you go to the kids' room. And the kids just have this like wire metal rack the bunch of shelves on it full of clothes. Then they've got two closets full of clothes. Kids got a lot of clothes. Then they've got a thing above the closets full of clothes. And I was just like, that's an insane amount of clothes for kids. See Marie Kondo jump up for that uh, <laughs> upper closet door was pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. That's true. Like, she's what, like five feet? She's not very big. Yeah, and she has to jump. She's literally jumping pretty high here. She's got some vertical leap here. It's to true. like open these drawers, it's just full of clothes. Like these are kids. How are they getting up there to get their clothes to know what's even in there? The, the son could reach them pretty easily. The the yeah. daughter also would have definitely seemed like it was a struggle. The son can get them. Yeah, you must be the one sticking them up there. So, realistically, the wife needed to come in and just be like, "Okay, we need to throw out some of these clothes." Like there's so much. Why it have to be the wife, Chris? Because she's the one that takes care of the business in this house. (laughs) Only useful one. (laughs) I mean, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. And like Marie comes in and it's like, yeah, you got to like really love the clothes. If you don't love them, 
hug them and throw them away. Well, you hug them, you say thank you for what they've done for you, and then you throw them away. Yeah. Oops. So, and then she leaves, and then it's homework for the whole family to do this. It's not like she's there watching and giving advice and like, nope, she's there for like 20 minutes. They do this thing, and so she comes like, back later. So it seems like the plan is she pops in once a week for a month. Yep. And sort of sees how things are going, gives some new tips, is like, all right, I'll see you guys in a week. You work on that. And then then pops out. So you think that Mary or Marie is just like doing stuff Monday through Friday and this is a weekend gig? Like what like what are we looking at here? I bet like I haven't watched the other the other episodes. Yeah. One weekend she's visits all these houses, pop, pops them out, then the next weekend she does it again. Like easy peasy. I could see that. I don't know. Are the other episodes like, hey, we do the clothes, then I leave, and then we come back, we do the next step? Is that how the other episodes work? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. I, I think you could do max two. I think we underestimate the prep work I mean, for shooting in a house. There's definitely, like, probably depends on how many crews you have to be able to do that. Because there's a lot of setup to set up the, like, shots in the house. Well, exactly. yeah, I know. Like, there's different crews have to be there. But, like, if you just... Mary doesn't need to be there for all that. She just pops in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does if her you have enough out. crews to do like, Cause, yeah, like because the the crews are staying be between the weeks, like in between the the Mary visits. There's some shots of them. There's definitely. Stuff. I feel like they can't. They just leave a camera set up for them to do some shots. I feel like they're not there like the whole week, but I feel like the crew drops by like on Thursday night and is like, all right, we're gonna, we're clean, we're gonna start cleaning. <laughs> we're gonna do some stuff. <laughs> Get. <laughs> Get some confessionals. Yeah, you gotta get the confessionals. I think it would have been noticeable if, like, the camera's just propped up on a stand. It it, would have been a bit jarring. There's definitely, like, a couple shots where they, like, put some sort of timestamp kind of on the bottom and, like, kind of make it look different. So that's some kind of. That's true. You think it's some kind of ghost adventure situation (laughs) where they they put the X where they gotta put the (laughs) camera? (laughs) I don't know. There's definitely a mark for that camera. There are some shots that are, like, sort of Blair Witch mode where it's supposed to look like, you know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. There wasn't a whole lot of those, but so I didn't know if there was more prevalent. Other episodes, they have it too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so these kids are just like, got to go through all their clothes, and it's a lot. It's a lot. And then, because they don't have a dresser, Marie's like, you should put your clothes in shoeboxes. Yeah, and she's very, we can talk about this now. Yeah. The vertical folding here. I think this, this is, is the biggest revelation of this whole whole episode. Yeah, I do remember this from a while ago about vertical, like stacking. Never heard of it in my life. I've definitely heard of it before. First time I've heard of it, Marie Marie Kondo. I've been doing it for a while. So maybe it's like the 2014. Brian, you've been doing it. When did you start doing it? Like a few years ago. Maybe. Did you read Marie Kondo's book? I definitely did not. (laughs) You holding out on us? (laughs) I really wish I did. All right, so explain this folding. Uh, so like, um, you fold it like, um. With like the front of it like facing down, and then like you fold up everything nice and packaged, but then like the because like the outside is going to be revealed when you like you put it in the drawer, then you just can peek in the drawer and see okay like this is like a thin layer of the design. I remember the shirt, and then I can that's the one I want to choose instead of like okay here's this huge stack that's in the thing. You can only see the top layer, and you have to pull out the entire stack. It does seem a good system. 
Yeah. So and yeah. I, I got to learn how to fold. I think you have to fold the shirt a certain way, right? She, uh, yeah, because episode one shows you how to fold the shirt. Episode one. Shows yeah. I, yeah. I might need to watch episode one. Yeah. yeah. If you fold it the wrong way, then the thing will just fall apart as you're putting it in the drawer, and it's just a complete disaster. Yeah, that's what I would assume would happen if I put a folded shirt <laughs> vertical in the drawer. So I was like, there's got to be another way. That was the first couple of days when I was trying this. <laughs> yeah. The so how con- did you figure out the right way to do it then? <laughs> I think I tried like another technique. Like there was definitely like a couple like. How did ver- you find this technique? Mm. I I feel like it was like a life hacker article or something where it's like, hey, I could try definitely this. see that. Maybe maybe it was based off this. It had to be <laughs> probably. Uh, life hacker definitely just stole y- this. For yeah, sure. they do not come up with original content. <laughs> no, they life never hacker. do, dude. Yeah. You see like all those like articles. Oh, I mean, never, never mind. Let's bail on this. I don't. Want yeah, to we're, we're not talking about life hacker right now. Uh, so yeah, the Comrie m- method in this, in this episode, they go over how to fold a uh, fitted sheet. The whole scheme is you got to get the item into a rectangle, then you fold it into thirds. This folding a fitted sheet was I way too easy. I don't no. think it's fold a fitted sheet that just works like that. Yeah, that, that is witchcraft. It just doesn't work that way. No. You just fold it in a way to get into like somewhat of a square, and you're like, oh, okay, that's fine. Oh, I, I just I, toss it. Like I actually don't see the purpose of a folded fitted sheet. Oh, oh no, uh, no! You're you're not following. Yeah, the, you're the not Conry following the Conry method. No, sure. what is the purpose? It's the sparse, purpose is so you can put joy. it away. Like if you don't fold it, then it's just like in somewhere, just like not in a neat way. So it's for storage because yeah. you never see it. Yeah, yeah, it's just for storage. What do you mean? Oh, it's not I, to I make know. it like so it comes out with a nice like crease. Is, the, <laughs> is, this, how you treat, <laughs> is this how you treat your clothes as well? <laughs> no, I have everything on hangers. I don't have any drawers. But so like the hang so the hang You don't have thing, any drawers? <laughs> no. It's pretty wild to me. I used He's to He's like those kids. Yeah, I used to. Um and then yeah, I've most things on hangers and I I have some like bins. Okay. That I put stuff in, but uh I, I do very much subscribe to like you see everything. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I used to when I was like a teenager growing up at home, um my dad would put these like the stuff in the garage and these like deep thick bins and you can't see anything. And so I'd always go try to find sports equipment. I'm like, I can't tell where anything is. Cause you just have this like bin after bin after bin. When I was home this weekend, they're like, you were the original Marie Kondo. You missed your opportunity <laughs> to, to cash in. <laughs> and so you made him change from bins. I don't, I, I don't think they changed. So then how are you the original Marie Kondo? Because the way I set up like my stuff is you actually see everything. Like that's actually an important thing for me. I think he was just hating on bins. I do hate on bins. Yeah, but you didn't get him to change, so you can't be the original Marie Kondo. I don't judge my success by being able to influence my parents. He could have been. <laughs> well, he missed, your Marie Kondo does. You he missed his calling. <laughs> yeah, this is why he's not Marie Kondo, because he clearly couldn't get it done. Exactly. <laughs> How about that dad? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, there's definitely, like, there's this nice confessional of how, like, the dad's like, yeah, we all clean up around here. And, like, the kids are just, like, laughing at him because, like, he doesn't do shit. Nothing. He's like, yeah, but when you guys go to bed, I do the clean, like, I clean up your, I take your clothes and, like, you tidy up. You don't do any cleaning. And I... I have a pretty big hunch that he doesn't really do too much tidying up either. No, definitely not. He's too busy slapping the bass. <laughs> <laughs> He's too busy wearing weird suits. Yeah, why was there was the one shot of him 
and he's supposedly like cleaning up around his desk, but he's wearing a, a weird looking suit while he's doing it. And I'm like, hey, that suit looks weird in general, but Pete, that's not like the the tidying up outfit I would I would go for. Like, what what is he doing? I don't know. I want to know what job you go like. What job do you go to where that's like what you wear? Does he have a job? I feel like that's a thing you go to try to find a job. And you don't get a job because that's what you're wearing. I thought he was dressed well in every shot. I, I found it interesting he kept changing outfits, but he he looked pretty. Uh, Sometimes he did. Sometimes he didn't. Really? Yeah. Does he make any money? I don't think so. Like he doesn't make money and he doesn't clean up around the house. What does he do with his day every day? He's trying to find jobs. He's trying to find jobs. Okay, get that know. music gig with that double bass. I'm so like okay. You got a hairdresser in L.A. Yeah, like that. That making terrible money, but you're not making good money. I mean, she's only do. She was only doing the one hairstyle, right? I don't. What do you mean by one hairstyle? Oh. No, she moved from Michigan because she could only do the one hairstyle. Oh. It's the only hairstyle they would do. Yeah. We went over this already. My bad. She moved to L.A. because she wanted to do more than one hairstyle. Yeah. Also unclear what type of hairdresser she is. What I mean, like consumer hairdresser, or like she works at a studio. She works for a show. Like, well, I'm. She I'm comes from Michigan, so I'm assuming she's like just like she works at a consumer hairdresser place. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm assuming like if you're like on a show or a studio, that that's probably a like, decent pay. So right. I mean, yeah. we're trying to talk about the dad now, but like, is it a failure if you've been in LA for a year and a half? And you're still living in this two-bedroom apartment? Depends what your expectations were. Well, like, okay, so you have two kids, right? They're, yes. like, decently old. Yes. They're not, like, young. And you're like, okay, we're going to move to L.A. for whatever reason. We're going to rip you from all your friends. Yep. And you're going to move in with your sister and your brother. And, like, there's no way I'm going to be happy about that. Probably I, not. I, mean, I can't imagine a kid's going to be happy about and like the only way to not be happy, like be content with that is be like it's only gonna be a short time till we get some money to move out, like get a bigger house. Some people don't really have a choice in the matter. No, I didn't mean they don't. You're also making it seem like it's probably enjoyable to live in Michigan. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. That, that's the man. That's all. I, I will say, getting out of that winter must feel pretty nice. Exactly. That's or, fair. That's I, fair. I, I, you I've might lived, be right. I don't know. <laughs> I've lived in Michigan. I've lived in L.A. Yeah, that's f- fair points, guys. Fair points. I don't know where I'm going with this anymore. <laughs> but like, it seems like the the plan was move there, they get this place, and then like quickly find jobs and then move to a, like a bigger house. Seems to be what the plan was. That didn't isn't what happened. Once that music career takes off, you know, oh, you're gonna well. get a four story LA house for sure. Definitely need that reverse benefit of the doubt word again. (laughs) (laughs) Tell you what, being on the show can't hurt him, right? No, definitely not. But we didn't really hear him play music. Yeah. No, you heard him like pull on the bass once or twice. (laughs) Great. He played four notes. Great great audition. Hey, maybe maybe we give the maybe we should give the director a little more credit. (laughs) (laughs) That he he the director was like, All right, we need to we need to not show a lot of this. He's just like constantly playing music and they have like <laughs> no shots because he's just constantly <laughs> playing. Yeah. So like this family dynamic is the quintessential mom does everything. Yep. Dad doesn't do anything. Yep. And the kids 
just kind of try to play and and like bother the mom all the time. Yeah. I think they talk about how like if they're trying to find something, they'll text their mom who's not home to ask her where it is all the time. It seems, seems extreme. It seems odd. Like this place isn't that big. <laughs> yeah. Like where is this stuff hiding? <laughs> like in the bathroom, like where's the shampoo? Like the bathroom's only so big. There's only so many places to look. The, the kids gotta get it together. Like <laughs> Like I understand like, you're not finding what? clothes because your your clothes are just everywhere but you've one, got so many of them one person can't be a map <laughs> like, for the entire place but even the dad was like i gotta ask her where <laughs> yeah, everything my stuff is they're all useless yeah i didn't understand this like oh now that we're doing this a family like we all take responsibility of where things are i'm like you live in a tiny ass house like how do you not know <laughs> it's not like things change it's just realistically is is like the mom does all the things and you don't do them. So then when you like need the things to do like something, you just have no idea where it is. But you think that you'd learn over time that where these things are. You'd think so. Clearly not. Now, once you take a dependency on someone that's built in, it doesn't matter how big or small, right? Like that's just how you operate. There was one line I liked where, like, when the <coughs> all the daughters' clothes are on the bed, the mom's like, just looking at these clothes, I see how I never set her up for success. I feel like that was, like, a very extreme reaction to just well, having a big pile of clothes in your bed. It's true. I mean, she put a lot of stress on herself like, yeah. you know, for this whole thing. Like, Poor mom. You got to yeah. load some of that on the, like, I understand dad? not unloading it on the kids because the kids don't really know, but the dad for sure. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. She must know what she was getting into and she married some deadbeat musician. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be true. I really right? want to find out after this episode. The guy's killing it. <laughs> Does He's he... not. Do you think we could book him? S- spoiler. Oh, do you think we can get him on the pod? That'd be great. Well, no, that, that website that Brett Favre got caught on. I don't know. You know re- uh, you you pay celebrities like to do a shout out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what? What is the name of that? Anyway, yeah, I forgot. anyway. Fiverr. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This dude's definitely. On there's, there's, there's some website where you pay celebrities to give you shout outs. You can get like Snooky to be like, "Hey Max, happy birthday." How are we not cashing on this for this fucking podcast? It's a great question. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, if we could open our podcast with fucking Vinny. Or something. Ooh, I like Ooh, where your head's at. That'd be definitely good. Yeah, good. Just saying. So, should we move on to this kimono situation? We'll get, what about it? Before we get to the kimono, can we talk about how this place doesn't have books or paper? <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> like, okay. Or did they just cut that? I think they just cut it. You think so? I didn't see any books or the, paper. There were some else. books like in the computer room. So in in in, mo- in other episodes you've seen like Max and Noah you've seen this episode. It's like do they actually go through all five categories? No. Or do they always cut a category. No. I saw episode one. They also didn't do books or paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these categories are bullshit. So, so one thing with the category, it makes sense to me actually. So no, they, it doesn't. Marie no. leads off by being like, "It's not about tidying places. It's about oh, yeah. tidying types of things, clothing, books, <laughs> paper." And then kimono, which is kitchen and bathroom. It's like, I thought it wasn't about places. It's, it's not even just that. <laughs> There's like so many other categories that you can put in the mix. And no, they just bailed on a number three. And then they forgot, oh, yeah, sentimental items. Number five. <laughs> just like, it's like 
minutiae things like clothing, books, paper, everything else, and then <laughs> shit that doesn't really you don't really need, but you want. <laughs> like, I, I, okay, I I agree that Komono could be like split up in some way. But I think like having sentimental items last after you've sort of honed your skills totally makes sense. I get it. But what do you do oh. with all those things while you're doing the actual tidying up of all the other all the other things? Lick them. Like it feels like Whatever sentimental you items. Do with your sentimental items. You do as you go along because they're involved. Like I can't clean out my books because some of them are sentimental value. Like, right? Like, what do I do? Do I do that in the books category? Do that. At the end, I think it supersedes. If it's a sentimental book, it's still a book, so it's part of the book category. So, uh, like, or maybe it, you. Hold but what on, is a kimono item? That maybe you like, hold on to your sentimental stuff and then you reevaluate afterwards. But then, how do I rearrange my books then after I figure out which ones are sentimental? Like, <laughs> there's logic is missing here. I have to read the book. I think. I also think this is where you kind of get into uh, a round hole, square peg type type of situation because. I think here in the U.S. at least, our kitchens are generally big, right? And that's like a major staple of where we live. Additionally, the garage, similarly, which is usually a mess. And I think... None of us have a garage, no. Let's point that out there. (laughs) Well, for us, right. Uh, But like, I think if you take from like how probably an average Japanese household, it's not going to be that same thing where the kimono might make a lot more sense. Um, Max, do you have any insight into this? Uh, they do mention in the first episode, wow, American kitchens are so big or something like and that. And the kitchen wasn't even that big. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So I feel like the categories is a little misleading and not really well designed. Which Am I the one that thought kimono was a uh, like a robe? Kimono. That's kimono <laughs> is wearing thing. Komono is small thing. What if I have a small robe? Uh, kimono, kimono. Yeah. I, <laughs> I tried to write kimono down in my notes, yeah. and it auto-corrected to kimono. <laughs> I was like, thanks. Nice. Yeah. One glaring category I would want to put into the method is, it's, I guess not a room, but like toiletries, cleaning products. That's what they, yeah. Like you could split it up like that, do like dishes. Like There's so many things you could do. Uh, but I, I think that's meaningful enough where I'd want to take it out of kim- kimono. I mean, it is like kimono has like its own categories within it, which I would include in that, which I kind of get. But I don't like, you know, where do like, okay, this family had a lot of DVDs. Where is that kimono? Like that, that seems like kimono. Yeah. But, I, I mean, feel like it should be like, it's the same thing as books. Yeah. In a lot of aspects. Mm, yeah. So it's weird that it's like books get its own category, but like that other is forms odd. of entertainment don't get its you know, own category. You know, honestly, we can chalk this up to potential like cultural mismatch. Like Americans don't read books. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> All right. But anyone got any more about the categories to talk about? I think we should move on to the show. I would like if books were under sentimental items rather than its own category. Uh, so I think sentimental items is like, wedding photos not like i really love this book if you if you like the book you hold on to it it's not a sentimental item if it's like a journal that your great grandma wrote in auschwitz you know yeah that's a sentimental item but otherwise it's a book 
Man, you went deep there, buddy. Oh, gotta go deep. I don't know. I don't know. I was like, how can I make this the most <laughs> sentimental book I can think of? I don't even know if I'd want to keep that book around. That seems that seems a very depressing book. Very sentimental. I gotta I gotta hide that book somewhere and be like, oh, every ten years. I mean Oh yeah, this book exists. The next episode is tidying up after a loss. So <laughs> some some deep uh, sentimental tidying might be coming up. That could be a very interesting episode. I just didn't want to be bummed out right now. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we get to Komono here. Komono. Komono. And I feel like I had no indication of how they were cleaning any of this. Like, they say Komono, they pulled out a bunch of stuff from the bathroom, and they're like, now everyone, this is where things go. And then the bathroom was clean. And then they go into the kitchen, and there's just a bunch of trash in the kitchen. They're like, yeah, husband, do something. Take this damn trash out. Even though I would have done it, but it was raining, which is insane to me. Just, like, <laughs> let him do something. It seems like the biggest thing is just, like, they just agreed to throw a bunch of stuff out, but we didn't really see them go through that process very yeah. well. I didn't get any idea what they were doing. They did a bad job on the minutia. The, the method is you put everything in its own little box and like in the other episodes you see there's like a drawn just like a bunch of random organization and she puts everything in little squares it's like okay the spoons get its own squares and, and so forth and i think that would make this a lot more interesting see how they made the kitchen better rather than just like snap it's clean well it okay. seems like the number one thing they did was they showed that the the dad now knows actually how to do the dishes and knows how to do laundry, which apparently he didn't know before. Yeah. So that well, was the big this is, this revelation. This seems to be nothing to do with how to clean up. It's just like, hey, dad, you got to do shit too. <laughs> yep. Because I'm too stressed out and this place is too messy. I mean, hell, Marie was like getting on the counter and like getting in the cabinets. Like, you. That's really oh, yeah, there was that one scene where she's like standing on the counter. <laughs> yeah, but if she's doing that, like, come on, you gotta do, you gotta help out with this. It's true. And then you get to the sentimental value thing, and I don't think there was a single thing they showed about sentimental value. Yeah, I don't remember anything. There's nothing. Dialogue. There was just like they showed sentimental value, and they were like, you, they had some one liner about it, and then that was like it. It's a real missed opportunity because like that's where you get like all the this. The sad moments, the heart, t- the tugging at your heartstrings. Yeah. I don't understand. This. I want, I want the dad talking about that double bass and be like the <laughs> sentimental value it gives. I also, I mean, on that note, similar to the categories, like okay, this dude has a bunch of work stuff around. What, the, what is that in a kimono category? Like, it should be paper, right? Is that paper? Like what? Like there's just like a lot of stuff in this house is just like, well, I need this for work. So it's got to be in here, and it's going to be messy, so sucks to suck. I guess we'll just have to read her book to find out. I know. Do you want to talk about that scooter some more? Yeah. <laughs> we saw the scooter a couple times, and we're like, are they going to mention in the, kids room. the scooter? And nope, no mention, and it's still just there, always there. So it was definitely there at the end? Noah said yeah, it was. Yeah, it was reflecting the mirror. And to clarify, this isn't a scooter you like push with one foot on. This was a Vespa-like scooter. No, this is an electric scooter. It's not as big as a Vespa. It's not as big as a Vespa, but it's like a thing you sit on. I don't know the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I know what kind of category scooter this is. Like, this is a kid's Vespa scooter? Is that like... I think that's right, because it was made by Razor. It's like a Razor electric scooter with a seat. Yeah. 
But it's it doesn't look like a Razor scooter at all, though. No. No. Yeah. Can we? Okay. So this the little girl has braces. They have they like both bike. the son has braces too. Okay, so they yeah. both have braces. They've got the scooter. They're not like doing that bad for themselves. Like braces is not like a not an ex- cheap thing to do. Sure. And they're living in this two bedroom place. Like, I mean, LA is an expensive city, but LA is very expensive. But they said they have no money for a place because they spent all the money on braces. It's possible. It's possible. They were going to have money for the house, but then it's like, oh, we need braces. So you want a house? Just you want saving braces? up to buy a house instead of moving out into like a like renting a big, bigger place. Could be. Or they, they they know what they're getting into. Like remember, as you mentioned earlier, a year and a half in, have they succeeded? May they know they need like a five year runway. There's no way you can't have fifteen and sixteen year old kids living in the same room. Mm. Millions of Americans do exactly that, so I don't don't know what to tell you. You can make it work if you have to make it work, Chris. Sure. It just doesn't seem very good for the kids' health, mental health-wise. Chris, are you you an only child? No. Okay. We had separate separate rooms. (laughs) I will commend you, Chris. Your paper, very clean in your apartment. The paper, yeah. I don't like to keep paper out. It's all hidden in, <laughs> in other places. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, it, anything else on the kimono? Uh, Does no, anybody we, have like their own fun tidying tip? I got one. Throw shit me, away. Right? Hmm? Give it to me. I have a entire couch dedicated to me just taking stuff out of my dryer and putting it there and not folding it. <laughs> oh, I have seen this. <laughs> <laughs> is that a is that a tidying tip? Yeah. <laughs> it okay. doesn't sound like a tip Because that way you can see where all your shirts are because you kind of dig around in the pile. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the same thing those kids were doing. So I got a tip. It looks like that. I got a tip for you, Max. Instead of putting it on the couch, put it on your bed, and then you can't go to sleep... Until you fold all the clothes. That's so, not work. I mean, then he sleeps on the couch, right? <laughs> so uh, last night after Rob's dinner thing, uh, Harrison and Annabeth uh, came over to watch more Temptation Island. So I took all my clothes off of my couch and put them on my bed. Then when I went to sleep, I put them all on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. I am a high-functioning adult. <laughs> all right. Are you going to be on season two of Tidying Up? Yeah, I'll talk to her in Japanese. It'll be great. All right, cool. I, I will say a tidying tip I've uh, recently learned. This is a partnership between Max and I. Um, a vacuum sealer. It's insane. So they make this little machine that you put whatever you want in a little bag and it vacuum seals it. It makes it light as anything because it gets out the air um, and very small to put, put, put away somewhere. It's like magic. It is fun. It works well. Cannot recommend more. It's pretty slick. What does Murray say about those things? I have no idea. What's the sickest thing you vacuum sealed? We've only done one thing. Coffee beans. But, like, <laughs> man, does it compress those things. Yeah. Here, I got a tip for you, too. <laughs> I got a, I a great tip for you. Hit me. Throw shit away. Yeah. That's it. That's my tidying up tip for you. Throw it away. Like, put my poop in the garbage can. Got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> and then take that right out, because that's going to smell. You don't want that line around. <laughs> uh... If you have something to do that'll take a minute, just do it. What's so let's 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 get to this last bit here, Hit where me. they show old old house, tidied house. Mm-hmm. So we go through this house, the kids' room, 
looks great. Like it was terrible before. Now like everything's nice and clean. And then they go to the kitchen. Terrible. Looks great. They go to the bathroom. Terrible. Looks great. They go to the living room. Looks terrible. Still kind of looks terrible. They started with the living room is really the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I wanted to tee it up the other way. Yeah, yeah like the, the living room didn't look that different. The, the the double base is still like taking up a lot of space. Like that's the the main thing. But like, yeah. it's like he's got the double base. He's got like three guitars. <laughs> he's got like they like showed a bunch of DVDs and they showed them like putting them in like the binders or whatever. Yeah. So instead of just like vertical stacks of DVDs, it's like in these binders. But there's still DVDs. There's still cases of DVDs there. There's just enough that fit like in a nice way. And, like, that's the tidying up they've done in the living room. But, like, in all honesty, there's just too much crap in there, which their house is just too small. It's not a house. It's an apartment. They, house is what you make it. I mean, if they cool. were willing to do a little construction, they could have made, like, the, the biggest thing is the instruments. Like, you got to put some of that stuff on the wall. It's true. You should be putting. They didn't talk like, about that. Like, there's a bunch they, of bikes and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, like, why not but they never on? showed where the bikes were at the end. They were in the corner of the living room. Were they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they were still in the living room. Yeah, it would have been nice to see the instruments hung on the wall, but I'm glad they didn't put the instruments away. I like. I I think it's always cool to be able to see in- yeah. instruments. It's it's I, I find it very grounding. I actually and, think like uh, I really like when they install like wall hooks or something for that. That's a nice little space saver. Yeah. Yep. Any other minutiae we want to talk about? We've been talking about the show for a while. Chris, I, you know that like every child who grows up in New York City grows up in like a two-bedroom apartment, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there are places where that's a thing. It's just wild to me that this as a concept is so wild to you. It's not wild. I just don't think it's like you don't have your personal space. This just doesn't it does not sound like something I want that for I can, me that I or for you know, if I ever have kids for them either. That I agree with. Chris takes his personal space very seriously. Like yeah, I live my by personal my, space. I live by myself, and like I don't really want you know. If I choose to live with somebody, that's great. But like, this is I need that personal space, which this house does not provide any of that. Number one, personal space. All right, Max, give me your rating. Let's let's just middle third, that. middle of the middle. It's fine. Uh, this was not a great episode. Uh, Based on episode one, I would say like middle, top of the middle. I mean, you can bring in outside knowledge if you want. Rob, what do you got for me? I do the same thing. I think I got to go in the middle. Like there was some definitely some good, interesting things. I got to like explore more about this clothes folding situation. But like we talked about, there are definitely some weak points. But I'm, I'm very intrigued by this. Like people are going nuts for the show, and I feel like the the Max and Noah kind of implying this wasn't the best episode. I'm like maybe we're like we didn't. We, we kind of misfired with the one we decided to do, and it's better than that. But based on what I saw, I got to go in the middle. There is something satisfying about, like, watching somebody, like, make stuff cleaner. <laughs> to me. I don't okay, know. ASR Max. or ASMR, whatever that thing is. ASMR is dumb, stupid bullshit. Get that out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, give me your rating here. Uh, Top of the middle. Because, like, so I kind of like in this to Queer Eye where, like, it's just a happy show. It brings positive vibes that's that's kind of why I think it's popular. It just makes you happy. Yeah, that's a good point. We should have talked a little bit about like how's the show compared to Queer Eye because they're both Netflix shows and they both have a there's kind of a similar aesthetic Ooh, in a they, way. 
Are they going to do like Netflix Avengers? Right. But Let's it's all get the back. happy Let's people. <laughs> oh. Oh, Let's roll back to this after ratings. We I do I think there's something interesting to talk about that. Okay, okay. Well, we'll we'll put pin yeah. in it. I I'm also gonna I'm gonna put this in the middle third. I think that the real disadvantage is this. Like I think this could be a very good top third show, but the directing is just so odd. There's no content. But it is very positive. It's like the content should be there, but there just it just isn't. And like this weird dynamic with the translator and this like there's just something that pulls it down. And we could talk about it in Queer Eye Word. Like I think that there's tangible benefits that this show just does not have. It, and that's you know where I'm going to put it. Sure. Uh, what do you got for us, Noah? Similar to you, Chris. This should be a top third show. Um, it has the opportunity. This specific episode does not hit the mark. And actually, when it's getting a glimpse of a latter episode, they don't tease out the personalities of the people that are cleaning up enough that I think that they can turn into a really good show because the method gets dry after a while, right? Like the same the same five steps, like you kind of get the drill. Yeah. And so you need the personalities to make it into a good show. So top of the middle. Uh, primarily because of the potential the show could have, and also just because it swept everyone up. Uh, and I think there's a lot of um, value that I don't want to take away from the show. Sure. Yeah. So let's roll it back. So like, if we do the like obvious comparison here is Queer Eye, which Queer Eye is five people. I think they're providing a lot of energy, providing a lot of like good vibes, and I think that. Here we've got one person that she's providing good vibes, but I, it just isn't enough. And I feel like the content of like building somebody's whole life up versus like cleaning one house doesn't seem it just it's not the same. What if the queer eyes like dialed in Marie Kondo and they're all hanging out and yeah, well, I would love to see a crossover. Before we do the Avengers, we need like two more of these shows. So what's the next one? Come back to me. Okay. What if this show had more redneck margaritas? Ooh. Would, would, would that improve the show? No. Because then you got to like I, just, I want to see Marie Kondo being like, no, we're tidying up. But first, let's pour a nice little redneck margarita for everybody. <laughs> like, let's figure out how to make nice things. Marie Kondo comes into the terrace house and is like, yo, let's clean up. What if, what if Queer Eye and Mary Kondo go to Terrace House? Maybe oh, that's, the, that's the crossover. And that's all the six people who are living in that house. It's just five guys and her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What What if they have like some sort of show where they show you how to make like basic things? Like some sort of like Forge and Fire, but like actually making some like useful as like another part of your Avengers Netflix what if Mary Kondo, reality show Avengers? What if Mary Kondo was a contestant in Forge and Fire and she's making a sword? <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, that. Do we, ever, do we ever watch that uh, Dick Offerman, Leslie Nope show? Nope. We should probably get on that during not premiere month. I mean, it's in the queue. but you know. It's in the queue. You mean Amy Poehler? Yeah, Leslie Nope. That's <laughs> <laughs> close enough. Yeah. Um, the way you were describing that making things that show, I think you were talking about Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's really just souping things up. He's not yeah. really making anything. <laughs> I, the, the one problem I'm trying to match uh, the fab the Fab Five guys um, is they already are in Avengers, right? See, like they've already assembled, and so <laughs> they've been assembled, right? Like so you're like trying to 
you, add on to their crew. Do you replace one? With so, okay, on so she she's kind of the the vision. She's the Ant Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which which yeah. queer eye person would you kick out to put Mary Kondo in instead? Uh, the uh, Anthony, the culture guy. <clears throat> uh, I don't know. I like them the all, hair so guy. I wouldn't kick anyone off. Yeah, I'm definitely on Jonathan the hair guy. Would he's just too. a little too. He is a would, great personality, guys. I don't know what's yeah. wrong with you. I'm a curse, dude. It's, the, it's clearly the cooking guy. You got to kick him out. No, I, the cooking, cooking guy is great. great. Yeah. Why? Season, Are you kidding? Season two, two the cooking guy has some good stuff. Thing with the cooking yeah. guy is unclear. He knows how to cook. But other than that, <laughs> he's great. He's got the hookups to teach people I how to cook. I feel like the person that gets the least airtime is the like space person that like comes in and like renovates your like house. He does a ton of stuff. He, yeah, he's right. doing a ton of stuff. He's doing the most I think out of almost anyone. I guess that's the most very like, condo thing of like I'm yeah, renovating your space. Definitely, if you're going to kick anyone out for her, it would be him. But like she would probably still not get any airtime because... You know, he's not there while you're the other person. The person's not there while you're doing it. Do you know what would pair well? A notched down version of Pimp My Ride. No. What? <laughs> because they upgrade the ride, right? Because you think like, what are they not addressing? All so right. they have like the exterior of, her, uh, of the house. So you do like land, land, landscaping, like a nice backyard. The only other major thing is like a car. Right, and that could be the Avengers it's of true. like total could, makeover. Somebody could come in and pimp your car <laughs> in Queer Eye. All right, I think we're done with this. All right, <laughs> Max, tell us more about this Temptation Island. Uh, so among the five people here, only you and I have watched it, right? Yeah, I, th- I okay. So, so I need to know what the actual format of this fucking show is. All right, so is really, what I need to so. Know. Sort of let me cue it up. Uh, there was a cliffhanger on the last episode one where it says, like, better say goodbye to your current boyfriend or girlfriend because you're not going to see them until the end of the show, right? Yeah. They definitely see each other in episode two. What? <laughs> so <laughs> that's bullshit. That so, changes the whole dynamic. So they get all eight contestants on s- stage and they say, Hey, here are all these 24 gorgeous singles. Anyway, you got to pick right now in front of the person you're dating who you want to go on a date with. Okay. So they do that and then they go on a date. And then, um, not Chris Harrison, aka Mark Wahlberg, uh, and not that Mark brings the four dudes into like the forest in a very survivor y setting with tiki lamps and everything. It says, You want to go see how these, uh, these, the girls' uh, dates went? And they say, Yeah, sure. And they'll, you know, show you little clips of that. So, like, even when you're on a date, you know that your significant other is also going to be watching. That's what I knew they were going to do that. And you guys were like, nah, they're not going to do that. There you go. All right. So the, the format is just they go on dates, but, like, there's still more interactions between the two. Because they made it seem like there was going to be no interactions. They definitely made it seem like that. That's just a weird cliffhanger thing for them to try to do. Yeah. Do you think the couples oh, um, are actually dating? What? Do you think the couples are actually dating? Yes, I think so. Okay. Um, the only other thing to note is uh, there's one girl on there who like sort of came off as crazy, Cherie. Um, a girl just touched her man, and then he's like, I don't want any of this. And she says, like, I'm done. I can't believe he let her touch him. Oh, <laughs> not surprising. Yeah. Temptation Islands. Uh, Rob, I hear you've been watching some sort of singing show. Yeah, the furry voice. 
is is going strong. It's going strong. Any any updates for us on that? So did you guys talk about it last week? I didn't listen to last week's. So. Uh, I don't think so. I don't know if James gave an update. I don't think so. So episode two, big news is they got rid of the heights. <laughs> yeah. So we can't actually like get the 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 details on the heights anymore, which was kind of disappointing. But then, uh, well, episode two is all new people, right? Episode two is all new people. So there's twelve total people. Oh. So oh. episode one was. <laughs> three pairs episode two is also three pairs i was like oh what are they gonna do for episode three the five people left from episode one just all sync and then they just kick one off they don't do any pairing things so i thought the pairing was really weird to be honest yeah i think they they tried it and they're like ah, we don't need to do this they're just messing with the show like on a per episode basis like can they not just keep it consistent or like have a plan i don't Uh, know if they have much of a plan i don't think you need to keep that show consistent to be honest but then uh, episode three had special guest judge Joel McHale. So that, that oh. was interesting. And he's he was way better than most of the judges. Yeah, I feel like he's pretty funny. He, I think he'd yeah. be good in that situation. But it was interesting with him. Like at first, he seemed very like, what am I doing here? Why am I on this stupid show? And by the end, he seemed like into it. He was like, yeah, this show. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I felt like that, that would but carry one, on through the show. So should I give spoilers of who was, was revealed? Uh, so I want before you do that. Yes. The like clues are they getting more specific or there's just more of them? So the clues so like episode two was just new people, yeah, so yeah. it was very the same. In episode three, they've clearly filmed the clues after episode one because they make reference to what the judges said. They make reference like it, you know if they felt like they did good or bad, and they give more clues in there. So so it is building on something. So are you like getting closer to guessing who these people are? Well, we don't know until actually revealed. Well, I mean, there's one reveal. Do you were you anywhere close to who he was? So episode three reveal was the tall deer guy, and it turned to be Terry Bradshaw, which is weird because episode one was Antonio Brown, so it was two Pittsburgh Steeler players out of three <laughs> reveals so far. <laughs> it just seems like they're terrible singers, so they're probably just getting off. Apparently, first. Terry Bradshaw did some kind of gospel album, but. It was very clear it was an NFL quarterback. So it was like you're down to like choosing between different NFL quarterbacks. And you're of the five like panelists, three, their final guest was Terry Bradshaw. Damn. Like you're down to like a couple hundred people there. You're down to a couple hundred people, but like still like. That's hard. It's I, I was like, you know, you said, like, would they ever show them guessing the right person? And like I'm multiple surprised. people guessed the right person. Yeah, Emmy told me. And, and I was then, like, I can't believe that the like, judges guess the people. So s- someone else had mentioned Terry Bradshaw's possibility like in the first part. And then when they did the final guess, Robin Thicke, who like, I thought was the, the one who seems to be the best about like, actually doing this kind of properly, was like, I saw the way he was moving his shoulders when he laughed. That really reminded me of Terry Bradshaw. So I'm going to go with Terry Bradshaw. And he was, he was right. So I was like, yeah, Robin Thicke is, is doing work. But Terry Bradshaw, he's a Fox analyst, so it was a nice cross promotion in there for, for mm. Fox uh, NFL. Yeah. So I mean, the NFL season's winding down. You got to kick all those NFL people off early. The NFL people are not doing great. I, we might be out of NFL people. <laughs> then episode two was Tommy Chong of Cheech and Chong, and Jenny McCarthy had guessed it was Cheech. So that was a pretty close guess. It's pretty yeah. okay. I'm surprised that these yeah. judges are allowed to guess so closely. Hey, they're just they're just guessing. I think the I mean I thought that like those two voices like it was kind of like I can see like if you're in, in the entertainment industry reasonably guessing those two. 
Terry Bradshaw? Who the hell, like... I mean, I don't know. Everybody's listened I to his gospel album. I saw... <laughs> Everyone knows. Like, I mean, you never heard, like, either of them sing, I'm sure. It's just like, okay, like, you can, you get, like, little inflections in their voice that, like, remind you. You've heard, like, Terry Bradshaw, obviously, every su- every Sunday. <laughs> well, entertainment industry doesn't matter that. Like, everyone, everyone who's anyone's looking at Fox, you know, morning before the fun- football games, you know. So I'm curious if there's any like real singers, but like I saw a credible theory that one of the one of them is T Pain, and oh. you don't know it's T Pain because he's not auto tuning, but he's actually a good singer. Have Have you guys ever seen his Tiny Desk performance? Yeah, no, it's very uh, okay. We're gonna throw it on the YouTube after the podcast. Yeah, it's good. yeah. So I'll, I'll keep posting if it's T Pain. T Pain. That's like a legit, you know. That's good. Guy. So yeah, we'll see. But would you ever guess T Pain based on Terry Bradshaw being one of the people? I mean, no. I would not have guessed T Pain, but it is out in the world. Are that you is are you in the Reddit or no? In I'm the staying away hole? from. I'm staying away from the Reddit. This was someone else I know was watching. Was like T Pain, and then as they said it, it was like it kind of makes sense. Is the uh, the Ringer podcast up all on the show yet? Not the Ringer podcast, but the Ringer does an article on the Mass Singer every week, and they also mention T Pain. Okay, so. so you're still you're in the internet rabbit hole a little bit just the ringer that's it i mean we know how much you like the ringer i do like the ringer <laughs> did you listen to the old school uh ringer podcast you're gonna be disappointed in me chris i've never seen the movie old school what all right we're gonna have to stop this that is now very pop surprising. It i can't believe you've never seen old school sorry it's one of the favorite movies ever i actually own that on dvd it's sitting right over there Ooh, Chris owns it on DVD too. <laughs> well, I own the Blu-ray. Okay, so, people. Sorry, Blu-ray. Chris. Your your, your DVDs are just not tidy enough. I, I couldn't see that old school somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely not tidy enough. I need to get them blown up <laughs> so you can see them from across the room. They are there uh, for the listeners of, at home. Uh, Chris's Chris's DVDs are quite. He's tidy. doing fine. Yeah, he's doing pretty good. Uh, anybody else watching anything? Um, I'm almost done with a limited series called Dogs of Berlin. Okay. Um, Netflix show. It's in German, mm. uh, so gotta gotta be okay with the subtitles. Um, obviously takes place in Berlin. It's kind of about uh, these different like cops going after bad guys, and then there's some um, cross reference, which is like the city of Berlin and different different players. Uh, but very good show. Is it uh, pre or post wall? It's modern day. Okay. So post. <laughs> yeah, post wall. <laughs> post wall. Yeah, like, I don't know exactly when it came out, so but definitely modern. Okay. Day. German cops, is that what you're telling me? This is what it sounds like to me. Um, I, It's not reality TV. It's scripted. Is it German true detective? More along that lines, but less dramatic. Okay. More action. Sure. I need to start watching season three of True Detective. Uh, on that note, so I watched episode one of season three of True Detective, and I said, I want to watch a full season of some detective show. So I watched Sharp Objects. It's very good. I highly oh, recommend it. Oh, you recommend it. Sharp Objects? Yeah. All right. What is that on? HBO. Okay. It's uh, just a one-shot season. Uh, it's a yeah. by the Gone Girl Amy Adams, right? person starring Amy Adams. It's really good. Leslie Nope, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, th- on that, I, I will give a plug for Narcos Mexico. Excellent. Narcos. Yeah, I, I talked about that a couple of weeks ago. It was very good. Yeah. And I, I guess one last thing some of us saw, at least for me, it was for the first time ever seeing Die Hard in the movie theaters. Oh, yeah. And it was glorious. That was great. So, like, I remember seeing Die Hard a while ago. I didn't remember it at all. 
Like I remembered the guy from Family Matters being in the movie and Bruce Willis. Carl like, Winslow, yeah. Yeah, Carl. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the And that's like Carl. I don't remember any of the beats of the movie at all. So it was Maybe. like kind of like seeing the movie for the first time. And how was it? It was good. It's like intense. I wasn't really in the mood for a super intense movie, but like it's very good. Oh yeah. What's a tower called again? Yokohoma? Nakatomi. Not Nakatomi. 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 Oh, I had something to say episode. and I forgot about it. I mean, th- that goes down to the classic Die Hard debate: Is it a Christmas movie or not? No, doesn't matter. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you can find us on Facebook.com slash so this on. You can find us on Twitter at Hooper this on. You can email us questions and suggestions at Hooper this on at gmail.com. Please rate us on iTunes and please hit us up when we think Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. Uh, we'll get right back to you with the answer. We'll give you a shout out next week. So uh, let us know and we'll see you guys next time.